Father of heaven, we glorify your name, O God. We honor you, O Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness in our lives. We thank you for your divine protection, O God. We thank you for your love, for the gift of salvation, the gift of life. We thank you, Father, for the gift of eternal life in the wonderful name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for this platform that, O God, you have afforded us, O Lord, to share your word with your people. Father, I pray that those who listen to your word, Father God, they will open up their hearts, O Lord, so that your word will become a seed in their hearts and it will grow. I thank you, Lord, for those souls who will be saved because of your message. I thank you in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let me greet you, brothers and sisters. I am Latter-day Preacher. I come from South Africa. Um, Let me just take this time to appreciate each and every one of you who are listening from Europe, America, Asia, Africa, wherever you are in the world, may God bless you this morning. Well, I know that I've been scarce, you know, it's been a week since I came on this platform. Well, it's all well. I'm back. I was not sick. I'm back. It is a new month, so if you are born in this month, well, um, happy birthday or in advance if you are not yet born praise God, or if you were born yesterday, happy belated birthday, well, it is my month of birth too, I was born in May, 7th of May, it will be on Friday, so I still have time, praise God, I'm just so grateful that I'm still alive today, I hope you are grateful to God too, that you are still alive, well, um, let us um, get back to what we are here for. Remember, this is your favorite podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God, where we go deep in the Word of God. Today, we are in the book of First Thessalonians. We are in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 1 to 12. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 1 to 12. Here, um, Paul is talking to the church in, 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 in Thessalonica, praise God, praise God, just telling them, you know, and encouraging them, and, and you know, praise God, encouraging them and, 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 and beseeching them, otherwise, to, to stay true in the Lord, to stay true in the Lord, to live a life that is pleasing to God, praise God. So, um, the theme for our segment today, living to please the Lord, living to please the Lord, that is where we are, living to please the Lord, you know, there is no other way, God is expecting each and every one of us to live Him, to live to please Him. If you call yourself a born again Christian, if you call yourself a child of God, then you have no choice. It is not negotiated, but you must live a life that is worthy of living in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let us read. Let us go to our scripture and and, uh, let us just say that, you know, I I pray that the Holy Spirit 
we will we, we give you wisdom to divide the word of God. Praise God, because it is not I, but the Holy Spirit that divides the word in, 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 in a way, praise God, that is pleasing to the Lord. Hallelujah. So let us go. So furthermore, then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God so you would abound more and more you, you are to abound more and more praise God so obviously you know by the, by, by, by the sound of, of this letter to the church that Paul praise God so the church in Thessalonica has been taught the ways of God, obviously. But Paul is saying to you, I urge you, I beg you to follow the way, praise God, that we have taught you, praise God. Because we have taught you how to live, to, uh, how to live according to the will of God. We have taught you how to live to please God. So please do not go away from, 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 from what we have taught you. Praise God. Do not live the way that you have taught you. So, do not, uh, do not stray away from, from what we have taught you or from what the Word of God says. Praise God. Because there is only one way that you can use to please God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, let us just go back and then it says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk to please God, so you would abound more and more. So verse 2 says, For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. So you know what we have taught you about Jesus Christ. We know You know what we have taught you about the will of God. What you ought to do in order to please God. Please stay or continue to do what he have taught you to do in order to please God. So there is no other way that you can please God. But the Bible will explain what is it that we need to do in order for us as Christians, praise God, to, to, to please God, to please God. That is the most important thing. As our theme, or praise God, is saying today, living to please God. Praise God. Living to please God. That is the priority priority of every Christian, of every born-again Christian, just to live to please God. That is the most important thing. So verse 3 says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from from fornication, from fornication. So the will of God is that you should abstain from fornication, from fornication, from fornication. So fornication, therefore, means that, you know, um, the sin of the flesh, sexual immorality, that's what we are talking about there. So, and, 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 and Paul, you know, he mentioned this intentionally because he knows what the devil, what the devil is able to do. Remember that the devil is very cunning. And he knows the weaknesses of men. And fornication is one of the weaknesses of men. Especially when I'm talking about men, both male and female. 
praise God. I'm not talking about a man. When I'm talking about man, I'm talking about humanity. So the devil knows, praise God, the weaknesses of 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 of, of the flesh, and he exploits that. Praise God. Is it, even if you look at, at at the church today, praise God, and may, many men and women of God, pastors, prophets, apostles, and many more have been disgraced. Praise God, because of this act, they have been caught with their pants down, so to speak. Praise God, men who preach, who, who preach the word of God, but men who cannot fight the, the 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 sin of the flesh. So Paul is saying, you know, so the will of God is for you, in order for you, in other words, to please God, is for you to abstain from fornication. So in other words, if you have a wife. Stay with your wife, sleep only with your wife, love only your wife. That is the will of God. If you do not have a wife, abstain until you find a wife. Abstain until you find a husband. That is the will of God. Don't go out of your marriage and seeking fornication. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, verse 4 says that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. So, possessing your vessel basically means controlling or to be in control of yourself. Praise God. Look, temptations will be there. You know, we are we are not robots. We are people who have flesh and blood and 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 sexual temptation will be there but the one who know the you know one of the most important things when you are a Christian that is why I've always said is allow the Holy Spirit that dwells in you to lead you because if you're going to listen to your flesh then if you allow your flesh to lead you then you are going to sin you are going to sleep around you are going to commit sexual immoralities. You are going to go back to your drinking. You are going to go back to your smoking. You are going to go back to a lot of things that are that are that are desired that are desired by the flesh. Praise God. But if you allow the Holy Spirit, praise God, to lead you, then you are able to be in control of your flesh. In other words, as the Bible says that we must die from our flesh so that we can live in the spirit. But you cannot possess your vessel, which is your body. In other words, you can never be in control of your body if you do not die from your flesh and live in the spirit. Praise God. That is why every day of our lives, we must be in the mode of seeking God. We must be in the mode of seeking God so that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. In sanctification and honor. That is how uh, a child of God is supposed to live. A child of God is supposed to live, is supposed to respect himself, is supposed to be respected by others because they can see the way you carry your, 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 yourself, your body, your vessel. They can see that you are in control of every aspect of your life. Praise God. So what is difficult to, 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 to unbelievers, it is easy for you to do because you, you have the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. 
that helps you to fight off the desires of the flesh so that you can live according to the will of the Lord, so that you can live according to the will of God, so that, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. So verse 5 says, not in last of not in last of conchopensis, not in last of concupiscence. Uh, English, it never really loved me. Anyway, not in the last of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. So you cannot be when we're talking about Gentiles in this in, the, in, in this instance. We are talking about people who are unbelievers, people. We have not yet met, oh, we have not yet met them, our Lord Jesus, praise God. We are not yet uh, in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, praise God. So you cannot be, so you cannot be like them, you cannot be like them. So you cannot live your life in last like unbelievers, like pagans, like people, like Gentiles. For instance, so there must be a difference between you and a person who is an unbeliever or who is a pagan or who is a gentile. There must be a difference with you. People must look at you and see that you are not alone but you are walking with God. So not in the last of concupiscence, even as the uh, gentiles which know not God, which know not God. Don't be like them. So you people must see you from a distance that this is a child of God because they see how you carry yourself. They can see that this child is living or this man or this woman is living to please God. So verse 6, verse six says that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Praise God. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such as we, as we also have forwarded you and testified, praise God. So in 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 um in NLT version it says that so no man must defraud his brother and sleep with his brother's wife, praise God. You know in a simple simple version it says that you know that you cannot uh, do anything to defraud your brother, praise God. So we do not do things like the world does things. Praise God. You must remember that we live in a world that um, is controlled by the devil and the majority of people are pagans. In other words, the majority of people are unbelievers. Praise God. They do things, you know, uh, that, 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 that makes God angry. But we do things as children of God that pleases God. That is the message today. That is the message today, to live to please God. That is the message today, how to live to please God, living to please God. That is the message today that you can take out, out of this. So there are things that God prunes in your life, that the, when you read and study the word of God, you will begin to prune in your life things that are not of God, things that um, are, are contrary to, to the word of God or to the will of God. Those things you get rid of here. And one of those things is to desire the things that your brother has or your neighbor has. Praise God. To a point that you go and sleep with your brother's wife to 
to a point that you go and sleep with your neighbor's wife, to a point that you go out of your marriage and you begin to cheat. Praise God. That is what we call fornication. That is what we call sexual immorality. And God is not in agreement with such lifestyle. It is a sin to God. So that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner because that the Lord is the avenger of such. As we also have forewarned you and testified. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, verse um, 7 says, For God had not called us into uncleanliness, but unto holiness, unto holiness. So, the Bible says, For God had not called us unto uncleanliness, uncleanliness is to be defined by sin is to live in sin or is to do things that are contrary to the will of God is to steal is to kill is to lie is to do all those things is sexual immorality all the things that are contrary to the will of God we are not called into that maybe when we are still in the world Maybe when we, when we have not yet met Jesus, yes, we, because we, 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 were not, we, were not, we did not have the knowledge of Christ then, but not now. Praise God, not now, not now. Remember what the Bible says, that we are called to live, we are called into holiness, into holiness. You know, I hear people say that you cannot live a holy life. Well, if you cannot live a holy life, then you can try. You can try. If the Holy Spirit lives in you, if the Holy Spirit managed to live in you, you see, the name holy means that it is pure. There's a pure spirit. There's Holy Spirit that lives in you. If you allow the Holy Spirit that lives in you to lead you, I say this again, then a lot of the things that are contrary to the will of God, you will not do. A lot of the things that will cause you to live in uncleanliness, you will not do. But you will seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So when you seek the righteousness of God, then you are living according to the will of God. Remember the righteousness of this world is not good enough. But the righteousness of God is based on holy living. Is based on holy living. All of us can try to live holy lives. I'm not saying that you are perfect. I am not perfect, but we can try to live a holy life. We have the book that God gave us, which is called the Bible, that reminds us what God does love and what God does not love. So if we continue to read that book, if we continue, then we will always remember that we are not called into uncleanliness, but we are called unto holiness that we are not called unto sin, but we are called unto holiness. So holiness, you know, does, God does not compromise. Holiness, holiness is, the, is what God is looking for unto his people. So we are called unto holiness. We are called unto holiness. We are called unto holiness. Get that into your mind. Praise God. For had not called us unto, for God had not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. 
So, verse 8 says, He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not men, but God who had also given us unto his Holy Spirit. Praise God. So, if you, if you, if, if, if you despise, if you despise, in other words, if your heart is filled with hatred, if your heart is filled with bitterness, with resentment, if you hate, then you do not hate men, but you hate God. Because in a life that is pleasing to God, there is no hatred, but there is peace and there is love. There is peace and there is love. There is compassion, there is joy. In a life that is pleasing to God, there is no resentment, there is no hatred, none of that. If you are going to live a life that is pleasing to God, that is why the Bible says we are called unto holiness. That is why the Bible says we are called unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not men but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit means holy, 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 holy. There is no sin, there is no blemish. It is blameless, the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Because the Holy Spirit is Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 9. But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you. For ye yourself are taught of God to love one another. So verse 10 says, And indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are all in Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. So Paul is saying and is beseeching the church. The church is beseeching the church, is begging the church. Is urging the church, you know, in Thessalonica, that continue to love because we have shown love. We have shown love. So there are two great things to God: that is faith, and there is love. That is faith, and there is. Let me just, you know, the book of First uh, Corinthians, um, uh, chapter thirteen, describes the kind what love is. You know. Um, or what or, or the characteristics of love if you can call it like that praise mighty Jesus if you can call it that uh, it's chapter 13 uh, chapter 13 I think let us go to verse 1 the Bible says though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Verse 2. And although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. So verse 3 says, And though I bestow all goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be to be burned and have no charity, it is it it it, it profited me nothing. Charity is faith, meaning love, caring, love. Because the Bible says in verse 4, charity suffereth long, it is kind, charity envieth not, charity venteth not itself, is not puffed up. 
This is, we are talking about love. So when we say that love, that charity suffers long, we are saying that love is patient. So we are patient, we are loving, because we can have all the gifts. I can be a great prophet, a great apostle, I can be a great pastor, speaking in tongues, I can be a, a, a very wealthy man, giving gifts to the poor, you know, donating and giving. But if I do not have love, if because there's a lot of people that do those things, but they lack love in their hearts. You know, so when you lack love, so the scripture is trying to clarify something that if you lack love, if in your heart there is no love, then you can do all these things. You can give to the poor. You can preach, you know, uh, 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 all over the world. You, you can, you, you know, you can be, um, uh, you can be full of wisdom. You can understand the mysteries, preach mysteries, have great faith. But if you do not have love, then you do not know God. Let me tell you why. Because First John chapter four. Verse 8 says, anyone who does not love does not know God. So you can be a great, I'm saying, excuse me, you can be a great preacher, you know, and, and preach in great podiums and, 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 and preach in front of multitudes of people, in front of, 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 of thousands and thousands of people. But if you do not have love, if, you, if in your heart there is no love, then the Bible says you do not you do not know God. You do not know God, even though He has called you. But if you do not have love, you do not know God, because love is patient. Love does not envy. You know, love does not envy. So if you are an envious person, then you do not know God, because you do not know love. So rejo- love rejoices not in iniquity. But rejoiceth in the truth. Praise God. Love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That is love. That is love. So we can talk about love all day long. That is love. Let me tell you what is the definition of love. Because the definition of love, you find it in John 3. That is where you find the definition of love. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Jesus, in the name of our Jesus, in the name of our Jesus, in the name of our Jesus, you find the definition of love in John 3, John 3, 16. So the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting love. So there is no greater or there is no better definition of love than what is happening here in, in, in John 16. John, John 3 verse 16. For God so loveth the world that he gave his only begotten son. That is what he called. So love is not selfish. Love gives. This is what God did. He gave his only begotten son. To die for sinners like me and you. Sinners who did not deserve it. Praise God. We did not deserve it. But God said out of love. So that is the greatest demonstration of love. This is what God does in John 16. So he gave his only begotten son to 
die for a for 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 a sinner, a filthy person like me, and who did not deserve who does not deserve that grace. Praise God. He gave his only begotten son to die for a killer, for a rapist, to die for a drunkard, for a prostitute, to die for all kinds of sinners and wickedness. Praise God. Today we call ourselves born again Christians because of, of, of the love of God, because of his grace, because of what he has done, because of his love. So that is why Paul again in the in the book of First Thess- Thessalonians is emphasizing and is talking about love. He's talking about love. He's talking about love. Because the only way we can please God is when we love. We love our brothers. We love our sisters, we love our children, our mothers, our fathers, we love unbelievers, we love everyone in the world because we are a product of love, because we are a product of God. The reason why God has forgiven us, it is because of his love for us and his mercy for us. So if God has loved us, then and has forgiven us, even though we did not deserve it. So we too can forgive those who, who, who have hurt us. I'm talking about people who have raped us, who have murdered us, who have killed our brothers or sisters, who have done terrible things to us because God managed to do that to us. He forgave us. We were not worthy of His forgiveness. We were enemies of the cross, but God made sure that we we too can partake in the everlasting life. We too can partake in the gift of eternal life. We too can be forgiven our sins and washed away as long as we believe. Praise God in His Son. Because if you don't know Jesus, then you don't know God. Praise God. Because Jesus, as the book of John says, He is the way. He is life and He is the truth. Praise God. There is no seeing God without going through Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's very important that we love, brothers and sisters. We love and it's very important that we forgive. We forgive, especially those who don't deserve our forgiveness. We forgive them because they don't deserve it. When we do that, we're demonstrating love. We're demonstrating love and that pleases God. Love pleases God. Faith pleases God. Those are the things that are most important to God. But as touching brotherly love, love ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of the love of God to love one another. So verse 10 says in the book of Thessalonians, our main scripture, And indeed ye, ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. So verse 11 says, And that you study you Praise God. Let me um, read this again because this is important. And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to do work with your own hands as we commanded you. So one of the most important things, you know, a child of God or that is pleasing to God is for you as a child of God to keep to yourself to live a quiet life. Uh, even Jesus said this. You know, he said this to his to, 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 to his disciples once, that it, it's better for them to live a quiet life. A child of God must 
live a quiet life. You cannot live a life that is full of trials. You cannot live a life of, of, of nightclubs or, or whatever, you know. But a child of God must live a quiet life. So we, the Bible says that we are, um, we, we, we are the light of the world. So wherever we are, when people look at us, must see the light. When people look at us, must see the salt. When people look, look at us, must see the hope. When people look at us, must see Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In us. Therefore, that is why it is important that we mind our own business. Well, the Bible says that we must mind our own business, but and we must lead, lead quiet lives. We must study to be quiet. And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business. And to do your own business and to work with your hands as commanded you. So Paul here is also promoting um, his self, self-sufficiency, you know, working, um, praise God, with your hands, praise God. Um, 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 yes, praise God. So it's basically saying it is good whether you are a man of God or um, uh, a child of God, you know, it's very good that one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself is to work for yourself. You know, when I say work for yourself, you can be employed, but it is very um, important that you work. You know, there are people who are just too lazy in life. You know, because I, maybe some would say, I don't have to work because they come from a well-off family. Well, that's good for you, but the majority of people they just need to work. There are people who don't want to work, and I know some, you know, who just, um, even, when you, even when they find work, they will work for two months and then uh, they will complain about something ridiculous and they will sit at home. You know why they do that? It's because they, 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 they don't go to bed with an empty stomach. If, if they had no one to look after them, they, they wouldn't learn to work. But it's very important that you learn to work um, while your parents or your support structure is still alive so that even when you, you when they're gone you are independent you, you work for yourself especially you men you men don't live off your mother or your father just be independent you know it's pleasing to god that a man can wake up and work for himself it's pleasing to god that a man can wake up and feed his wife and his children it's pleasing to god that you work for your family that you work for yourself Otherwise, you will, you will scheme. The devil will give you ideas for shortcuts. There are no shortcuts in life. You have to work, brother. You have to work. You have to work. Let's end it there for today. Until next time, may the wonderful Lord bless you indeed. And let us pray. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, for your word. For your word, O oh God, that exalts you, O oh Lord. Father, we pray that we will not only be listeners or readers of your word, but we will also be doers of your word, O God. We pray, O God, that we will live according to your will and we will live lives that are pleasing to you, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that even though we are in this world, we are not of this world. So we must always, always, always put that in our minds in the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. I am Latter-day Preacher all the way from South Africa. I hope you had a blessed day. Until next time, brothers, God bless you.
Bye-bye.